Hi, welcome to Stammer Stories. My name is William Navin and I'm your host and founder of this podcast. In this podcast, we talk about stammering from all perspectives. I'll be talking to people who stammer, people who work in the stammering field and people who have a general interest in the topic. So today's guest, I am been wanting to get on for a while because he's actually a fellow Stambassador with actual stammering children. And we'll talk about Stambassadors further along the episode. But also, Jordan has a very fascinating job. And if I'm completely telling the truth now, I am not a football fan, but I know that lots of other uh, listeners are football fans, so they'll be able to relate a lot more and understand more of what you talk about. But I do know a bit about football, but if you know me personally, you know that football's not my forte. So Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Will. Thanks for um, nice to be here. Thanks for having me on. That's okay. So can you just in, introduce yourself and tell and tell me what you do for a living? Yeah, of course. So uh, as you said, I'm, it's my name is Jordan Kevin, uh, and I am the Head of Performance Analysis for uh, Liverpool FC Women. Wow. Um, that, that, that job does sound fascinating, and um, we'll talk about it further along in the episode. So you've got a stammer. And I love to talk to you about your stammer. When did you first realise that you had a stammer, and how was it at a young age? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really remember not having a stammer. Um, I just sort of feel like it's always been there. Um, I and like when I think trying to trying to on like when I was younger, it was. I stammered a lot more when I was younger um, and it was tough trying to understand why and like it was tough to sort of, yeah, trying to understand why I stammered, but then also like trying to not be, oh, well, why is it me? Like, why do I stammer? And um, yeah, it, it was, it was a little bit, a little bit tough when I was younger, but um, that was just because it wasn't sort of, well, I didn't see anyone else with a stammer or anything like that, so it, I did. I did feel a little bit alone, but it was just. I just. I just remember feeling stuck when I tried to talk. I just felt stuck and I couldn't get my words out. And that, yeah, that was sort of. I went. I went for. Um, I went to a speech therapist, and they just told me, "Yeah, you have a stammer," and I just had it ever since. Wow, and how how severe was your stammer growing up? Like my stammer was a very severe stammer growing up and over time speech therapy, it's got better. So now I'm more like a covert stammer where I do stammer, but not as much as I have done previously and especially growing up. Um, yeah, I think, to be honest, I, again, I don't, I know, I know, it, I, I know it was, quite bad and I know like I used like when like when 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 I stammered I used to stammer a lot and I had like when I was tired I'd stammer much so I had like I had like clear sort of like traits of what would make me stammer more I think it was quite bad but not like I said when it was bad it was bad um now it's a lot like it's it's probably the same as you, like you said. It's a, a COVID stammer. I've not I've never heard that one before, but it sounds like it's probably the same uh, kind of thing. Whereas it's, it's it's there, and I do still stammer, but nowhere near as much. Yeah, 
and, and it is fascinating like doing this podcast like meeting so many different people but also it's really taught me how like every stammer is different like how some people have had their stammer from a later age but like some people like myself and like you we've had it from where we don't really know life without a stammer and it just shows like how different it is in everyone and I think it also shows like the stereotype like because with a stereotype around stammer you think of like having a severe stammer so if you mentioned a stammer the average person in public would think of a severe stammer from like King's Beach or like from Mushy from Educating Yorkshire however that's not really the case because it's like with all aspects of a disability there are all aspects of stammering and like you've got people who may stammer really badly you may got people who stammer mildly or like you just never know what are your thoughts around the stigma of the topic um yeah i mean i do think i i think i think now i think everything else i do think now people are a lot more understanding i don't know i i, I I think it's also like I think people are a lot more understanding and I also think that like now obviously with like the work you know that people like yourself are doing in sort of like creating like a stammering community almost it, it it's it helps it helps like people with stammers not feel like they're on their own and obviously when you are on your own it's easy to feel like stigmatized a little bit when you do feel like you're the only one um I do, I do, I do feel like it, it's, it's, it's one of them sort of as I know, obviously, like you said, people stammer in different ways and have like varying degrees of a stammer. But, um, I, like, I think as people get older, I think they, I think they sort of just like come to terms with their own stammer kind of thing. And, you just begin to own it and it, it, it's it's i know it might sound easy to say when my stammer isn't particularly i know it can be quite bad it's not particularly prominent but it's um yeah it, it i think people people are a lot more understanding and open and you know with everything with all things in life now and i think yeah i think the, like there is still maybe a little bit of work to do but i think it's more probably when you're younger because the way the, the way the children are or the children it's not that they're obviously i know and as as with older people some people can just be mean but i think sometimes when i look back now and when, obviously when i talk to children like when i'm like when i like when i talk to like in my friends children they they're not being mean they're just being inquisitive yeah and it's trying to trying to explain to a child obviously when you're a child it comes across as really mean but children are just inquisitive by nature so i think when looking back when i used to feel like i think like don't get me wrong i i like i like i was i was picked on a little bit for having a stammer but looking back i think some of it well i like the reason behind it was because they were just inquisitive and they'd never met anyone with a stammer yeah. before. And, uh, I think probably probably the work it would just be to with children, but that's just children being inquisitive. Yeah, and I completely agree. And I think we all know like how direct kids can be. And I think a lot of times where maybe they weren't like meaning it as such, but also I think it's that direct 
nature of like kids just wanting to ask a question like what's wrong with your voice or why can't you say that word or but also I think it's the I'm not sure how to word it but like how they see it like I think kids they're how they see it like they just expect some wrong like I don't think like but also it's not taught about like in schools and like, I think you don't really get taught about like dis disabilities at such a young age like they don't really teach about that because I guess they may not want to worry the kids or but I think it's such a fascinating aspect how like every person mentions like that aspect like growing up and like we all know like how direct but also some like you say may just be mean mean kids yeah. and like but also like growing up in like adulthood but also I think it's at the same time now later on like being a young adult I think it's more people are trying to help when actually yeah, yeah. it may not be but also I think people see it as like time pressure or like time rush like oh come on you can say it yeah. but like that's a thing then actually it's not but I think there's still that aspect that needs to be worked on where yeah. we need to think actually why am I telling that person to hurry up why and I think it's that gap like the sentence where we want to fill it but we why do we need to fill it and it's the sort of leading from that question rowing can you name a time where you struggled with your stammer but also how you overcame that situation um i mean i obviously i've like as we've already talked about like i have i've always had a stammer so i'm sure there's this like there's plenty of times where I've had to overcome it and things, but like things that always, um, like things that I, I'm still I'm still not particularly keen on it. But one source, I'm sure it's like a, I don't know how you feel about it, but I I hate talking on the phone. I hate having to make phone calls. Yeah. Um, because a lot of a lot of, like everyone like you when you talk, you make eye contact and you can see the person you're talking to, and that sort of like waiting for the phone to ring and the, for the to get picked up and um yeah like that 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 that's never that's some obviously whenever I make a phone call I have to overcome a stammer um it's, it's just yeah in terms of like how I've overcome it I think it's just it, it's it's just just I, again it sounds easy to say but it's just Knowing that okay, if I stammer, I stammer. That's not. It's not. It's not an issue with that. If that, if like, if the person on the other end of the phone, obviously, okay, you can't. They can't see who they're talking to. So it's just having that understanding. That, yeah, if I stammer, I stammer. That's okay. Um, that's fine. If if they, because I've had I've had times where people put the phone down on me on the other end because they think no one's there. So it's just okay. Well, if they can't, like, be, if they can't wait, then we'll just ring back and we'll try again. Or it's it's just yeah. I, I think again, I know it probably isn't the best example, but um, that that's one that I sort of I still don't like talking on the phone now. Oh. Um, or even just yeah, like having if so when I was in school or in university and asking questions, I don't like. I don't really like. I know a lot of people don't like putting their hand up and asking questions in public, but if it's something that I really wanted the answer to and I wanted to ask and discuss with the teacher, I would, you know, 
have actually going, okay, well, I'll stick behind for a minute after class, just go and ask on my own. So still being able to ask the things I want to ask, yeah. but I'll just do it in something I feel comfortable with. So it's, it's, it's not. Oh, you're back. I was going to say, I didn't know whether I lost you then. Um, yeah, just just trying to just trying to make myself and work in spaces that I feel comfortable. Yeah, but like I can completely agree with that. Like the tele, like the phone calls are just a nightmare. But also, like I find hello really hard, and especially yeah. when it catches me off guard as well. It's like having that sort of that hello, and like having it because mine's quite a breathy one as well, yeah. and like. I well I had it last week and they did not mean it at all because I've had calls with them and and, and when I never mentioned it because I just thought oh it's fine but like I stammered quite badly saying hello picking up the phone a team's call and oh oh oh, oh I think your connection's a bit dodgy yeah. and then so I was like oh yeah oh sorry yeah. my meeting room's just a bit and then I was like and then then like, nothing happened but like that was just something that I've not had for a while. Yeah. And it's just like, but the worst was a few months ago, I had to call a different team for at my company. And I had to, so, so I was on hold for quite a bit and I felt waiting music. So I filmed myself for a TikTok video. I thought, let's just show what it's like for someone that's done with picking up the phone. And what I found fascinating was that you can literally see the anxiety going yeah. through my brain, yeah. like waiting for someone to pick up yeah. the phone. But also, it didn't help, like their connection wasn't that good when they picked up. Yeah. So they were going, hello. And like, because I was saying hello, and like, yeah. it, it, we just kept on doing it, but also got quite, quite breathy, and like their connection yeah. went, and my stammer was getting quite bad. Yeah. And then I called back. And that when I was like, can I be bothered to call back? Because it was quite yeah. exhausting. Yeah. Like it was quite exhausting, no. like going through that process, like the anxiety of waiting. And it was fascinating yeah. to seeing, but also just watching it back as well. Yeah. How did you find um, like a secretary school and uni? But like you're staying. Um, I mean, I think. Obviously, when I again, when I like when I started when I started secondary school, um, sort of like I like I started going to like the speech therapist again, sort of in the sort of like the run up to going, so like the end of sixth form and stuff. I'm sure I started going to speech therapy again, and it was just to try and um, yeah, like I don't know, try and try and like work on some like coping under pressure because obviously when you go to the second when you got you walking it's a, you're like you're only 11 and you're walking into a, like a it's quite an intimidating um like quite an intimidating scenario for anyone but and it was just obviously when i did that it was a case of yeah just if anyone says anything it's just oh yeah i stammer it's just completely just like not so if, if i like i sort of found that if I'm if I'm normal about my stammer, 
then everyone else is going to be normal about my stammer. And if I don't care, if I don't care about my stammer, then no one else will care about my stammer, which is the way that it should be. Yeah. Um, and I think I think by the time I got to university, I was I was I was, I was a lot more at, at ease with my stammer than I am. I'm I'm, I'm like so. I, yeah, I was a lot more at ease when I started university than I was when I started secondary school, obviously, as you'd expect. But I think even looking back now, I was still, like, there were still things I'd do to sort of try and hide my stammer, I suppose. Whereas now it's, it's yeah, I, I stammer on what? I don't really, I don't really care. I don't care at all. So I think, I think that's just one of the things I've sort of tried to do with everything is just if I'm normal about it then everyone else will be. Yeah definitely I mean I think that's such a key thing like people need to not need to but they need to learn to like love their stamina because it makes you the person who you are and like if you hide it you're not showing your true self and I feel like you'd be so surprised by how much better your stamina will be when you feel more comfortable with your stamina because I think the more you think about your stamina the more you're going to stammer on that yeah. on that sentence or like in that presentation. And I think the more you own it and accept it, but also see it as it's your superpower and it makes you unique. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's how people will sort of realise that actually, like I've had some pretty scary messages from like people going, can you cure my stammer? I'm like, your stammer, you're not going to live with for however many, well, like you're always going to have a stammer, but also, why do you want to cure it when actually it makes you unique and it makes you yeah, the person exactly. who you are? And when you change your mindset and your headspace, you'd be surprised by how much better you feel about it. But also, the more you get into that rhythm, the more and more, the less you'll think about your stammer. And yeah. like, I find it fascinating how like, people who stammer think that we stammer more than we actually come across in person. Yeah. Because I think, because we have things about words that we may replace because of our stammer. Like, however, whenever we still see those words, we still see it as we stammered on yeah. that word. And I think I go conversation where some then go, "Oh, you didn't stammer at all in that conversation." And I go, "I definitely did." Yeah. But like they just wouldn't know because we sort of learn what our stammer is and at like what definition. Yeah. Yeah, and we've like we, we like you say like we've learned what words, what you know, what letters we stammer on. So what ones can we swap out so that we yeah. don't have to use those words? And yeah, yeah, and like I always, I tend to find the more I think about, I'll probably even do it now. But the more I think about what I'm saying, because I'm thinking not I'm thinking about my stammer, but the more I think about what I'm saying rather than who I'm talking to and what and yeah. it's it's it, I focus on the talking and then I start thinking about it and then I start thinking oh I can't say that and I can't say it and then I get whereas if I just concentrate on like who I'm talking to like and the topics that we're talking about I find that I I'm not putting any pressure on myself or you know if I was younger I'd be trying to put pressure on myself to talk to people without saying things but yeah just completely just normalizing everything has definitely helped a lot like it, it was so like so I recently just did a TEDx speak about about my stammer well my stammer is my superpower and right in my speech I kept on having that thought of you stammer saying that word and I kept on having to ignore it so I was like 
thought that's fine if I was done. Because normally I, I, I would think, oh, I need to change that. But because my yeah. brain was like, keep it. And, and it yeah. was just like this mind battle, like going through, like our brain has its own like red dotted line, like beneath any word that we come from. And, and it was just yeah. that battle of thinking, actually, I do want to start. And like it was, it was doing more and more run throughs as I. This is kind of bad. I'm actually not stammering at all when yeah. I'm talking about a stammer. And then I was like to my boss, was like, what do I do if I actually don't stammer during the actual thing? She's like, <laughs> she was like, I guess you can see it as your therapy has worked, but also yeah. um, they may not believe you. It was like, but then, but then she's like, remember that you're talking in front of 200 people? I was like, yeah, that would definitely yeah. bring my stammer yeah. into that, the ring. Yeah, and then they did, and, but it was just the funniest thing. How, like, my brain was like, My stammer's actually quite good lately. And what's yeah. what if I don't stammer? It was like, people think that I'm a fraud, like talking about my stammer. And I, uh, and, I haven't stammered, yeah. yeah. I feel like you have to stammer to show yeah. people that I have like, yeah. thinking, Do I need to add words where I know that I will stammer saying <laughs> that word? And when I did it, I, so I did stammer. And it was just, I did like a news interview and I, so I did stammer, but not that much. And then the presenter said to me afterwards, like, it was fascinating watching your brain process with coping mechanisms. To me, I found that fascinating because I hadn't really thought about it, but he was like, you could just see your brain just ticking. And, and he said, yeah. because of like presenting the news, like, we always look out for like cues. And I, it was like, it was just fascinating this like watching your brain well it was like yeah that's so funny that they noticed it but i guess because they're trained in like cues and like facial cues and now i'd love to move on and talk to you about your job which is fascinating can, can, can you explain what you do but also how your stammer affects it in their everyday scenario yeah, so um, like I said at the start, I am the head of performance analysis for uh, Liverpool FC Women. Um, so, in in a nutshell, I basically I watch football. I, I watch a hell of a lot of football. Um, so a lot of what I do is is based on my um, upcoming opposition. So, for example, we're out Tuesday. If so, if we were playing. If we were playing Everton next week, I would this week I would be looking ahead at Everton and sort of trying to go, okay, this is this is what they like to do with the ball. This is uh, this is how they this is how they will hurt us. This is how we can stop it. And then obviously without the ball, this is what they'll look to try and do. This is how we can exploit any weaknesses. Um, that's. In a nutshell, is what I spend the majority of my time doing. Um, there's other little bits and pieces like so that then influences. So what I, what so I'll do like a report and like a presentation on every team, obviously in the week before we play them. Um, so that involves so I'll um, in our office in work I'll um, I'll <laughs> I'll stand up um, and. I'll present back to so it'll be to the staff. So it's to um, it's to it's to our uh, head coach and the assistants, and obviously uh, my assistant analyst. Um, and yeah, sometimes we'll have like a couple of the senior players will come into that initial 
um, like the initial meeting, initial planning session. Um, and then I obviously in, 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 in like, so in the week leading up to the game, we'll have meetings with the team and then I'll sort of show short and little clips to the team. So that's obviously while that video is playing, I'll talking through sort of how this relates to what, to us. Um, and then obviously the girls, if they have any questions, they'll either sort of put their hand up in the meeting or just come and see me afterwards. So it's, it's a lot of sort of, it's a mix of presenting to smaller groups, larger groups, or just talking individually. And then, uh, on a match day, um, I'm normally like up at the back of the stand, uh, or on a gantry. Um, and I have like, um, I have a, a radio to the bench. So that's a lot of, um, it'll be sort of quite like high pressured moments where it'll be, or, you know, if we've, I don't know, we've had a goal ruled out for offside and the manager wants to know straight away, was that offside? So yeah. it's looking back and it's like that and all looking at if the other team have done something different to what we've planned, it's, Jordan, are they doing this? What do you think about if we, you know, if we started being a little bit more direct, for example? Um, so it, yeah, it's 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 a mix of talking in smaller groups, larger groups individually, and then under like more intense moments where um, I don't necessarily have time to to write down a script of what I'm going to say, kind of thing. Wow, that's really fascinating. Like, and it's. And what I love is that I have people who I speak to who stammer on on a podcast, they all seem to have a very public speaking type role. And I absolutely love it because I one of the things that I talk about is like how public speaking is terrifying for everyone, but also it's even terrifying, more terrifying for like people who stammer because it's not really defined, designed for it. However, every single, nearly every single guest I was speaking to, they've got a public speaking aspect of their role, which I absolutely love because it just shows that you're not letting your stammer hold you back. How does your stammer affect you in like your everyday? Um, I mean, obviously, like, I don't think it necessarily affects me. Obviously, it's always there and always will be there. But I think it's just, um, it affects me or it might affect me in the sense that if I'm presenting, or even if I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing like, if I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm presenting or I'm doing like a, a one-on-one a review with a player or a coach or talking through something, you know, with a member of staff, it, it's just, it's like anything I, I could, I could stammer at any time, but it's, it's because, and don't get me wrong, I think, like we've said, because people are a lot more uh, like accepting now and like, accepting and like normalizing stammers i think it, and because i'm so normal about it i think it makes it easier that if i do stammer then i stammer um and that's just how i like i i am and that's how, that's how i view my stammer and that's how that's how i go about my business oh and like, do you find like the high pressure um scenarios like at, at moving out the match itself do you find that sort of affects your stammer more like in like a more like high pressure situation so if it's like that quick uh checking out for what's just happening like, do you find that sort of affects your stammer more 
then like if you knew if you were about to have a chat with like the coach or um yeah no I do I, I think I think it's I think that those like high pressure moments I think that, it, that it's probably it's quite similar to like a phone call because it's like I know it's coming yeah I just don't I've got a, and obviously the game's still going on so it's I've, I know that the message is coming I've got to get an answer back or I've got to get some feedback back to them in five seconds while the game's going on so it's it is it is it does it does affect it does affect me and I, I, I that's pro- probably um one of the times where I, I'll I like honestly, but I'll probably will change more words round yeah so that I know I can just get a clear message um yeah, so that it does, it does, it does affect me definitely. Even though I know I shouldn't change words around, I know yeah. I shouldn't. But it's just sometimes for the sake of that, it's just I'll say, yeah, I'll just get a message back. So I've got a message back, and it's like, oh, bloody hell, that's done. Yeah, so um, it is. It is. Yeah. And did you mention your stammer? Like I mentioned my stammer, like in job interviews, like my CV. Literally, my first sentence to my line manager was, "I stammer. I'm not talking funny. I, I'm just literally." Yeah. Do you meant? Did you mention it to the team when you joined? Yeah, I mean, I um, I remember I did the same thing because, what, like I told like when I was interviewed for the position, I told them that I, I had a stammer. It was one of the first things I did, and it was just I went in and I, again, sort of similar to what you said. Then I went in and I said, you know, well, just uh, like just before I get started, just to let you know, I did have a stammer. It's not that I've forgotten what I'm talking about or anything. And again, just sort of made 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 light of it to make it normal, so that they've been told, but they don't feel on edge. Of, you know, you know, the people who are interviewing don't feel on edge about it. Um, but in terms of with with like the first time I met the players, I didn't tell them. Yeah. Um, and they don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like they really like like the girls. Like they might be. If I'm chatting to a player and it was the first time I've spoken to them on like a one v one and they stammer, they might just say, "Oh, you know," they might, you know, like, "Are you okay?" or whatever. Not in a, yeah. like a rude, like a rude way. Just you know, are you all, are you alright? And then just, oh yeah, I have a stammer, and then we have a conversation about it, and life goes on, and it's it's yeah. I, I, I honestly, and it's something I've sort of thought about the past couple of years, probably since I know it's probably something we'll talk about, but since like the pandemic. I don't know whether like subconsciously or what, but I, I've sort of like come to realise that people like the, people don't care about your stammer yeah. as much as you think they do. They really, they really don't. Uh, people are far more interested in what you have to say than how you say it. Yeah. Um, and I definitely think that that's something that sort of helps helps me. Yeah, for sure. And I can definitely see how, like, I think people expect the worst, but don't, but don't expect being, being normal. Like, I mm. think people don't think about it as much as like, we think about it, but I think it's also like that self-reassurance that we said it. And then, but it's, what I find tough is that sometimes people don't feel like they 
need to be open about it in like certain situations and then actually it will help them massively like there have been times that like people say oh so I said did you mention it in your workplace your manager I said oh no I don't want them to see me as a different person but I'm like but you should because if you may or they may help you like help with your confidence like they may want you to like they may encourage you to like do that presentation like give you the training and I think the help is out there, people want it. And I think yeah. the resources are amazing. And that sort of leads on to my next question about, about resources. And as we both, as I mentioned at the start, they're both the standbast of actually starring children who are a amazing organization. I've been working with them for years and I went to the Michael Palin Center, which completely changed my life. What made you want to become a standbaster for the charity? Um, honestly, it was, I remember I was watching, well, I was, I don't tend to watch a lot of football away from work because that's just more work for me. But I remember I was, uh, I was scrolling through Twitter and it was after Leeds United had played someone and, um, Kyling, who um, he's their their captain, um, he did a post match interview, and that was that for me was that was the first time I'd seen um, that was the first time I'd seen anyone or not anyone. The first time I'd seen like a, like someone particularly high profile and having a stammer and just being like, yeah, I have, I have a stammer. And that, that was something that for me, I, I, I knew that that was something I would have, I would have loved uh, to have seen when I was younger. I would have loved to have seen like so, someone in that, in, in someone who's so like in the line, like being able to go. But that for me would have been like my worst nightmare would have been on a, on a, like in front of a camera live to you know, millions of people to go and talk about the game of football. So like to sort of see something like that, that made me sort of like want to try and like try and get involved because it was something that would have meant the world to me when I was younger. So if there's anything that I could sort of do just by talking about how I find having a stammer when I was younger and now, then that, yeah, that, that I know that might help younger people, but it might help other people understand what it's like having a stammer. So that was what made me want to get involved. Um, but yeah, just I just I I, I know I, yeah I know I, I know I've so see I, I haven't been a, a standbaster for too long and obviously being in Liverpool I haven't been able to get the hand of London so often so I know that yeah. uh, I haven't been able to come to be I haven't, I haven't been able to get down to the the uh, Michael Palin Centre just yet but um, I know I, I I know that there's a lot of um, I still talk about it with my mum sometimes I know that there's a lot of like resources available now that will help people no end because it can be can be tough for like yeah. like for kids it really can especially for children it's tough it's tough for people anyway but it can be especially tough for, for kids I think. plus i think it's um i actually love what you just said because it's just so huge have like because growing up going back to like growing up i don't think there were any current role models for people who stammered like they were all like in the past yeah and i think it's so cute but also 
so key for people to have a everyday role model as well. And I think because that's one of the reasons for the podcast is to show we talk to people in all different in in industries and like they're still like achieving everything. And I think and especially like Luke being being a football player, like there, there's so many like young kids who would love to be in like the industry, but maybe are like afraid for like all the fan so i have a fan who could yeah. react to their start and i think but also working in the industry as well because i think and like uh, the sport the sporting industry sort of like the media industry which is where i work in where there's that stigma of the type of person who works in that industry and like it can be quite a fluent way and i think people think oh i could never work in like media industry because it's that fast-paced environment yeah. Yeah, but yeah. actually it's not that and I think people need to show that actually you can do it and like there's so many people across the world and I've got a quick five question for you you may have just answered it but you made yourself different when you think of someone famous who, who stammers who do you think of and why I I um, huh. I know that oh I know Winston Churchill, did Winston Churchill yeah. had a stammer? Like, again, I'm, 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 I'm like, I, there's Winston Churchill as the king from the King's Speech, um, but I, I was always like, I know that it's probably more to do with how I was as a kid. But I was always a bit more like people used to say to me about, oh, well, there's all these people who have stammers, but they were all like, oh, you know, they were all, they weren't yeah. like you said, they weren't, they weren't like a modern day one. And then obviously now you look at this so. Uh, Joe Biden. Um, did I see the Ed, Sh- Ed Sheeran? Yeah. And Stormzy. Um, Stormzy has yeah. a stammer. So it is. It, it, it's, it's a lot more, like you said, it's, it, it, yeah, like to have these people who are, and we'll see, like we just talked about, like Luke Ireland, it's to have these people in, you know, high, you know, in jobs that are not, obviously, have, have people who stammer in high, you know, high, um, high-powered roles or like in like in a public figure. Like, it, it makes it, it. Seeing that now would make me feel a lot better as a child. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely is nice to see. Now I know, obviously, when I was when I was younger, I didn't know anyone that had a stammer of sort of relevance, other than Gareth Gates was. Yeah, one that I he was the only one that I sort of like grew up with was Gareth Gates. Yeah, like it is crazy like, when you look back, like, but but there are so many out there that, that we just don't know about, like Nicole Kidman, Rowan Atkinson, like so many famous people like have a stamp face, just not spoken about to show that there are people out there. We sort of touched upon a pandemic, and these the pandemic affected my stammer in an odd way. It's like going to working from home. However, it's now my stamina's now the best it's ever been. Really weird, but like I think like lockdown, but like also working on my stamina, talking about my stamina has helped it. How has your stamina affected your pandemic? Um, do you know what? I, like I don't something I hadn't really thought about, and obviously when you sent the questions out before, I was a little bit like. How, how how did the pandemic affect my stamina? But I I suppose it wasn't necessarily that it affected 
it wasn't necessarily that it affected my stammer as much as it, I suppose, like like everyone else, we didn't have time or we couldn't do anything. So it was, it, I like, I just got the chance to sort of like take stock and have a little think about things that actually like what 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 did I think was important to me or what did I actually start valuing? So whether it was just like being outside and just being able to sit outside and going for walks and things like that. And I think it was just um yeah, probably alongside that, it was just I just got really comfortable with like who I am because yeah. man, like that's all that I had, you know what I mean? So it was it and it was a chance just to sort of yeah, just be a lot more comfortable with everything because nothing could change. And yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I don't really know how it affected my stamina, but I suppose, yeah, I just got a lot more comfortable with with me. Yeah. Um, and obviously, part of that is is my stamina. So it was just that was when I, I suppose that was when it was just sort of probably when I was I got to the point where I I, I am just I have a stamina. I'm, I'm what I always always will so what's the point in worrying about it yeah and, and like it's just fascinating how like some it's affected massively some it's not affected them at all but like some it's just made them come to realize that like you it's okay to stand there like that's what I need to live with and I think it's like the trend of people who may have been doing like more and more teams calls and like more and more like zoom calls who've noticed their stammer more compared to like, people who maybe don't take as many team schools or like Zoom calls and people who may have still had to work in like the office or, and that's what I found fascinating was like going to the virtual life and like, I found it easier. Like, it's really weird how like, I, you don't, because you can't see everyone and like on a team's call. Like I, I was doing a speech on a Zoom call which had 100 people, but because like you could only see the first screen it yeah. didn't feel like that. And then I was doing my TEDx, there were 200 people in the audience. And I, I was like, I've actually never spoken to this amount of people in person. Yeah. But it's but that was a weird one because I was stage lights, so you could only see the front row. Yeah. Like you could just sense the scale of it. And that was just yeah. terrifying. But I was also get way more nervous about my stomach in front of people who I know than people who don't. So okay. when I was doing my run-throughs, I did a run-through with my team. I was way more nervous for that than I was for the actual yeah. run-through with your team. Because like, yeah. they because they know me, like they know my stammer. So if they know that I'm stammering badly, they'll know that I'm nervous. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And it was so weird how when I got that done first and then went straight to the venue, I wasn't nervous about my speech at all. And then my nerves just went to like the overall event. And it yeah. was just that weird how like once I had done it in front of people, like people who I knew were at the actual event, yeah. but just didn't think of it at all. But it was like the main work presentation and I was doing it in front of them. I was way more nervous for that than the actual thing. Because it's yeah. people who I know, which is just really, really weird. Because yeah. you would think that you'd be more comfortable, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, even even like even when you first brought it up, then I mean, that, to, the more you think about it, the more it makes sense because, like you say, if, if you're talking, and I suppose when you are talking about your stammer to people you know, 
yeah like you say they know you and they know who you are whereas when you're talking to people um who don't who don't know you don't know your stammer if it, it, it's it's almost like you feel like that you can you can you can tell them yeah i have a stammer and they have nothing they've obviously never heard you talk before so nothing you they've got no sort of it they can't they can't tell if you're stammering badly they can't tell they, some people don't even know what a stammer is so yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I I'd ne- I'd, I'd never would have thought of it that way, but the more you think of it, the more, yeah, it would make sense to stand up in front of people you're comfortable with. So to round up, there's a lovely episode, a fascinating episode as well. I've got one last question for you. If you could give three pieces of advice to someone who stammers and three pieces of advice to someone who doesn't stammer, what what would they be? Um, I think... I think to someone who stammers, I think no one cares about your stammer anywhere near as much as you think they do. Um, I think, I think, like we were talking about before, I think if you like, if you haven't told you know if you haven't told someone that you stammer because you're worried that they might like treat you differently well like i think i think tell them talk about it norm like if you normalize your stammer then people will act normal like back towards you uh and will act normal about your stammer which is how it should now it's you know how it should be um i and yeah i i just think if if yeah probably a third one um and i I think, I think just take your time and 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 own it. Just own everything about it because it's part of you, um, and it makes you you like you like you said. It's 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 it makes you unique. It's it's your superpower. So own it. And yeah, I think for people who don't stammer, I think sort of yeah just listen like listen to what we're saying rather than how we're saying um and yeah just honestly i think i think i think that is the i mean ask 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 questions talk about it like like i said about obviously if you have a stammer be normal about it if you don't have a stammer be normal about people having a stammer and, and talk about it because you'll understand You'll you'll begin to understand what sort of situations might be more stressful. So then you know, okay, I, I might need a minute here, or you, you you begin to know, yeah, you you normalise what sort of situations are high pressure to us. So you know how to act in those situations that might help. Um. Yeah, and I can't I can't really think of a third one, but I just I just think if if. Like if people who have a stammer are normal, but like like normalising their stammer, then that makes it normal for people who don't stammer to be around people who do stammer, and then sort of everything just becomes normalised. Oh, and I absolutely love this piece of advice. Absolutely fantastic, and thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. It's been fascinating talking talking to you, but also you in uh, inspire so many people for sure so thank you 
Oh, no, it's been it's been um, it's been a pleasure, Will. Thank you very much for having me on. I've uh, I've loved it, and yeah, I keep all the good work. Amazing, thank you so much, and thank you to our guests for joining us today, listening to this episode. As I mentioned before, we've got some really exciting guests coming on. We're very excited to see the podcast grow. We've got our Facebook community, which is for people who stammer to talk to other people who stammer across the world. We are on TikTok, Twitter and Instagram, where we post all our um, exciting facts and updates. But also, by the time this episode is out, you'll be able to watch my TEDx video, which will be included in the bio of this episode. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time in two weeks. Bye.